This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and of course, children of all ages, welcome to the program. First, the name, Professor Americus Reed. Second, the game is, of course, marketing as in segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging to your customers. Listeners, you are to be saluted. This is Sirius XM Channel 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. And I am coming to you today from Zoom. We are recording and we are super excited. My co-host Barbara Khan is not with us today, so I'm flying solo on Zoom. Uh, I'm your host, Professor Americus Reed, and they call me the hip hop prof, AKA the czar of the M-A-R, the microphone hustler. I've been doing this marketing game for 25 years plus, and I'm super excited. If you wanna reach out to us, you can email us at businessradio at SiriusXM.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at BizRadio132. You can also hit me up on my Twitter at A-M-R-E-E-D-2 on Twitter. That's at A-M-R-E-E-D-2 on the social media tip. So follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip. Guys, listen to me very carefully. In 1881, the Wharton School was founded and we wrote the book in terms of marketing. We are the first collegiate business school on the planet and we had to create a radio program to bring the knowledge directly to the people. The show is called Marketing Matters. We air live every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern and we've got a great show lined up for you this week. As you guys know, uh, we just got word that Philadelphia and Pennsylvania are shutting down in the third wave of COVID. So there's a lot of things that are going on with respect to trends we have to know about in terms of what marketers should be doing right now to make sure they don't lose momentum and what's going to happen in terms of this next attempt to try to quarantine in place. We'll see if we can get it right this time. Uh, and so we need to talk about what are the trends uh, that we have to pay attention to as marketers. So in terms of trying to answer some of these particularly important questions we have on our show today, Amelia Dunlop, Chief Experience Officer for Deloitte Digital. She's going to be talking about some of the great work that they do and describing some of the global marketing trends from Deloitte's 2021 report that is recently coming out or to come out very shortly. Uh, Amelia, welcome to the program. Americus, thank you so much for having me. I love I love your energy and enthusiasm. Thanks, I'm super excited because I have to pick your brain, Amelia. But before I jump in on that, I do want to step back a little bit. I'd love to give my listeners a bit of context for our guests because our guests themselves have their own journeys that take them through a trajectory of learning and leadership. And so I often like to just share a little bit of our guests' background in terms of where they started, how they ended up where they are. So if you could tell us a little bit about your story, Amelia, to start, that would be absolutely awesome. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, Well, so as you said, I am the Chief Experience Officer for Deloitte Digital, and I also run our customer strategy and applied design practice here in the U.S. And Basically, Americus, I think I have my, my I have my dream job to wake up every day and think about how do we make uh, experiences and make them better, right? For our customers, for for our employees, and for our partners. And I mean, I guess my story. Um, I don't know. I was went to school uh, in in Boston. I um, 
I have, I actually have a master's degree in theology. So I was an MBA. So Mm -hmm. I like to bring, I like to think about the fact that I'm probably one of the few uh, theologian business students that you might have on, on this program. Nice. Um, But I do, I like to bring uh, different perspectives together. I'm also a mother of three. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right now there are three kids upstairs trying to do something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just bringing together whether it's strategy and design, um, innovation and marketing, a lot of these fields to kind of the, the intersections of these fields. And so you're able to actually take a, a broader perspective, Amelia, in terms of what you have been surveying and trying to bring a, a, a kind of 360 degree view to everything so that it can be boiled down into an analysis so marketers can really understand the details of what's required to be successful, especially in their modern world. So let me, before we jump into uh, some of the work that you're doing, I do want to ask you, how have you been doing with respect to quarantining at home, three young children to probably pod and, you know, take care of virtual learning? How are you yourself uh, coming along in terms of these? Yeah, no, thanks for asking. Um, I would say I'm trending up just like our, <laughs> uh, so I will go ahead and, and, and um, play on that analogy and say I'm trending up. I'm looking forward to the holiday season. And, uh, and I'm also enjoying that there's something of a simplicity now where I was saying to uh, a colleague of mine that there's something about just baking a loaf of bread and how much excitement that I can bring to three children. Like, you know, there's goodness in that, that mm-hmm. not a whole lot of other outside entertainment, play dates, friends, sports, but you know, good old fashioned uh, home baked bread still brings joy. Interesting. And so this is absolutely fantastic, Amelia. I do want to jump into this because we've got at least seven components that we can describe today from the report. First of all, before we jump into this and start walking through this so you can start educating us, me, myself, and and my listeners, let's talk a little bit about, about the report itself. It's the Deloitte 2021 Global Marketing Trends Report. Talk about how the data is gathered. Talk about the approach, a little bit of the protocol so that we can have some context with respect to when we interpret the empirical findings. Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, America's, our second uh, annual report. Uh, we started the, la- the, the first one last year. And this year, what we did is we, um, we did a study of 2,500 global consumers. And also we um, did interviews with over 400 US executives. So those are the main data sources um, in some of the specific pieces. So the one that I personally authored around the human experience, mm-hmm. kind of co-authored around trust. We also did a... T- thousand person study on um, on the role of the human experience and how that's changing in these times. And so this is super fantastic. I love this. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Amelia Dunlop, Chief Experience Officer for Deloitte Digital. They have a Deloitte 2021 Global Marketing Trends uh, Trends Report we are discussing. Uh, I want to jump into this, Amelia. I want to, we got a lot of stuff here. Do you want to start with the human experience component and move to trust, or do you want to work your way through yeah. the various elements? So you tell me uh, how you would like to start describing yeah, no, in terms of prioritizing. Let's do it. Let's do it, Americas, because I, I am totally biased, right? So I am biased that of all the seven trends, um, the one to sort of rule them all, so to speak, is what does it mean for us to elevate the human experience? So at Deloitte Digital, that is our aspiration, uh, where we want to elevate the experience for our employees first, because obviously you have to start with your own people. Mm-hmm. Our, our clients and then the people that our clients serve. And so this trend really is all about how we do that. And the idea that you, know, you and I both know in the world of marketing, the idea of customer experience has been around for at least a decade. You know, our colleagues in the, in the HR field have been talking and studying employee experience for as long, if not longer. 
But what we're thinking more and more about is that where, where those lines blur and the fact that you and I, this, when we woke up this morning, we didn't wake up as employees, right? We woke up as humans, we didn't wake up as customers. And how do we start Good to point. understand that and really mm-hmm. understand the values that we're bringing, what it means to create that emotional connection. Uh, we know that people relate to brands in the same way uh, they relate to friends. Um, and then how, uh, how do we build trust? Um, particularly at a time when we know through our, through our survey that um, only 4% of Americans right now trust businesses to tell mm. them to be safe to resume normal activities. Oh, wow. Because we, we believe that there's a, there's a fundamental um, breakdown in trust in our institutions, both public and private, that, that we need to work on rebuilding. This is fascinating. And so what component of this trust deficit, Amelia, can be attributed to the political environment, the COVID environment, the social justice amplification environment? Is it, a, is it totally conflated or do you have some intuition about what the predominant causal factors are here? I mean, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, as I mentioned, we did this particular uh, 28,000 person study um, back in the, in the April, sort of May timeframe. And the, so the answer is yes. Everything that you just described was happening at the time. And we were perhaps in our, in our earliest stages of wave one of the pandemic. Um, but that even, even beyond not trusting our public and private institutions, we also didn't trust each other to social distance. So 60% of us would say, I don't know that I trust others to, so, to safely social distance. Mm-hmm. Also noticed that there was a difference between what we wanted, um, we wanted employees to be have their temperature te- tested and checked, but we were less likely as a customer to want our own temperature checked. Interesting. Just acknowledging that how we interacted in our social contract um, was fundamentally being reexamined. I mean, I don't know about you, Americus, but when there is now that sort of what, what a friend of mine has called the uh, the COVID safety dance, <laughs> something about like you know uh, organizing a play date for a kid. You have to really, you have to really negotiate with the other family about is this a family that you're going to be bringing into your trust circle or not? Yes. Yes. Who else do they have in their trust circle? So it's just in the nature of the conversation. And so let me ask that because I want to build on this point, Amelia, that you know this the the new paradigm of protocols that consumers are going through in terms of trying to adjust to this disruption in their lives. Are you noticing as you try to understand how to? allow and advise your clients to be able to leverage this and at least at the minimum, not allow it get in their way. Can you think of some examples that you have seen that you have guided clients to do conditional on knowing that the, there are, there are these, the COVID dance, there, there's this new kind of world order, if you will, that is really driving a kind of completely different disrupted consumer behavior. Yeah. So what we've done, Americus, is we've identified that we needed a really simple way to measure trust. And so that's what we came up with. We came up with something called the trust ID, very similar to an NPS, which as as I'm sure you know, it's the one question. So trust ID is is the same. It's one question, which gets at the components of trust around your humanity, your capability, um, and the kind of the the different components that... Mm -hmm helps us understand that both as organizations, what do we need to actually do to rebuild trust? Do I need to be more transparent in communicating my policies around safety as an organization? Mm -hmm. Do I need to demonstrate that I have the capability to do it? 
do I do I need to act with more empathy um, and share the you know the, the ways in which we're caring for our employees as much as we're caring for our customers? Because you and I both know that many educated consumers deeply care about mm-hmm. the employees of an organization are being treated. And so, are you noticing in the data, Amelia, a kind of exhaustion around this? I, I am. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm having some conversations, and I I think people were okay when we were first thrust into this in terms of, well, this is gonna be a little annoying and you know we're gonna be a little bit inconvenienced. What I'm picking up at least anecdotally, and you can tell me if your analysis is also uh, tracking this at all, uh, is that people are kind of like, you know what? I don't really wanna do this again. My risk tolerance is now higher because it's like, I feel like this is starting to now bleed over into a kind of annoyance that I'm not prepared to to really take on? Are you noticing any kind of trends in terms of those sorts of reactions? I mean, that's a totally, lo- uh, totally loaded and uh, leading, <laughs> right? And I, of course I agree, right? Uh-huh. What, I would, what I would cite, Americus, is that in our study, uh, one quarter of our respondents said that they strongly agreed that they would walk away from a brand that they did not believe was acting in their interest, right? and kind of developing your brand and developing loyalty with your customers, this, this idea of, um, of trust uh, in what you say and what you do is so important. Um, I mean, the other thing I was thinking about is, uh, you know, a friend of mine was saying the other day, I, in, this, in this safety dance, I just sort of need to know where everyone is, right? So where are you on, on your perspectives? And one of the things we did in our study is we identified three clusters. Mm each fit into. One is the, um, the protector. That's mm-hmm. us who absolutely have uh, very heightened health, con- health concerns in, in our family um, and our heightened levels of sensitivity around safety. Um, then on the far right, we would have um, of this particular spectrum, we have the prevailer. And the prevailer is much more likely to be, to your point, a little exhausted, um, a little bit over being isolated, um, and much more likely to want to engage and resume in normal activities, open up the economy, and then somewhere in the middle, we have the, the pragmatist, you know, a balanced perspective between economic um, health and, and sort of physical, personal health. Um, and it just sort of helps to know the, um, that each one of the three is a totally valid and normal uh, approach. They're just different. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. Listeners, we are speaking with Amelia Dunlop, Chief Experience Officer for Deloitte Digital. She's describing some of the key findings from their 2021 Global Marketing Trends Report. And this is fascinating, Amelia, because... I think that what, what we're noticing is, and I want to pull this trust. We've talked about the human experience. We've talked about trust as two key pillars uh, that are trends associated with the 2021 report. Uh, and I want to circle back to this notion of purpose because I'm hearing a lot of this idea in your analysis of protector, prevailer, pragmatist, that this is probably overlaid by this notion of kind of the core values of what ideological underpinnings you bring to the table as a consumer. Can you speak on this, this notion of purpose? How is this now becoming part of the deeply needed understanding for marketers to be able to potentially build into the DNA of their brands? So the thing I would start with is the the UN put out their um, sustainable development goals. Uh, And now it's all of our responsibility to figure out how we're going to live up to them. And so I think America's what we're seeing in the trend is organizations standing up, you know, everything from chief purpose officers to, you know, much more purpose led ambition statements to to meet and reach these uh, UN development goals. 
Um, and I mean, we're seeing things with you know business roundtable and you know, so the social responsibility of our CEOs. And so this is where I'm excited because this is the world that I want to live in. I want to live in one where the human experience and the responsibility to all stakeholders absolutely is the CEO's job. And so what's interesting about this, Amelia, can you think about, are there moments where, so let me ask it this way, because this is maybe a different way to ask it. Is this, is this now an imperative or are there situations where one might imagine counseling a company service organization or brand to not get so involved in taking stands, let's say that are associated with certain political or core, core values? Are there certain values that are kind of off the table for certain domains? Or is it like, listen, no guys, this is the new world order. We really have to articulate our core values front and center all cases. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I believe that um, leading with humanity just makes sense, right? That it's, um, but I'm also, I'm also a bit of a nerd and I think it's important to make sure that, um, that the data supports that. And I also run a business. So like any of your listeners, Americus, we have to um, you know, deliver on a bottom line. And so what we did was we did some research on to what, we know that customer experience drives value, right? There's been a decade of research on that. What we wanted to do is understand, does this more human approach actually drive value to the bottom? Mm -hmm. uh, and what we identified was that those organizations that do focus on it are uh, twice as likely to outperform their peers over a three-year period. Interesting. I'm just excited about because I believe it's the right thing to do, but it also that it um, contributes to all of our collective uh, better business. And so I love this point that you're making, Amelia, uh, because I think it relates to kind of the, the murky quagmire that is, you know, it, should this be a moral decision calculus or should this be an economic decision calculus? And it sounds like your data is clearly showing that these two things are correlated. So in other words, doing the right thing actually does have a systematic positive impact in terms of the value of the firm. And so I love that point, but I also want to jump back into some of these trends because I make sure I'm going to get for my listeners that we cover uh, all, if not most of these seven trends. Can you talk a little bit about the notion of fusion? So this struck me as kind of interesting because part of what I'm thinking about now, especially with Philadelphia about to shut down on Friday uh, of this week, uh, is the, the, the ability for companies, firms, services, organizations to be nimble enough to come up with new solutions to problems or to view the external and competitive environment in different ways that they would not necessarily be able to do prior to a pandemic. So can you speak on this in terms of some of these trends uh, to create different mindsets and entirely new solutions for companies, services, organizations, and brands? For sure. So fusion, it's it goes up back to almost America's what I was saying at the beginning is the synthesis of differing to solve hard problems. Um, and I think increasingly what we're finding is that the idea that any single discipline uh, can solve a problem is just not that likely. Um, and so one of the examples I'd like to use is the convergence of um, the physical and digital space and the idea that uh, it used to be what you would have a designer, right? Trained uh, sort of classically in visual design, uh, experience design, and they would work uh, in, in, you know, in their office and then you would have your, your coder and your developer, right? Mm -hmm. Your scientist uh, working in their office. Mm -hmm. What we see today 
is that these two individuals need to work together, right? They're working side by side to create uh, more delightful user experiences. What we see in this trend with Fusion is that increasingly the scientist is the designer or the designer oh. scientist. So it's this mm -hmm. idea of bringing together these disciplines where at the pace at which we're innovating, the pace at which our technology is changing and human needs are changing, we need our, um, our scientists and our designers to be one and the same. And so I love that point though, because let me ask you this, Amelia, are you seeing that has, I mean, is, would it be fair to say that one of the upsides of the virtual environment and the virtual office, if you will, is potentially the encouragement and facilitation of this fusion concept? So are companies noticing that perhaps it's a little easier to try to reach this goal of kind of merging mindsets to sort of work on a, a, a singular problem from the different perspectives that their uh, skill sets would require. Is that easier now in this world of, of more of a virtual kind of collaboration across organizations? I'm torn about that one because I do think aspects of collaboration are easier now that you can get just about anyone in the world <laughs> um, in Zoom, right? So I'm sure you've had that experience where you're like, you know what? No one's on an airplane, no one's in a business meeting. So if you want to, if you have a really hard problem, you can get as, about as many um, really great minds gathered together um, in, a, in a Zoom call. So I, I have seen the benefit of that and the speed and agility of that. But I do think what one of the things that this virtual format um, lacks is depth, right? Mm. It's time of, in addition to you know, you know, being on, on screen and sort of shouting at each other through, through pixels, when you go for a walk and get coffee, a lot of really goodness happened. Oh, good point. Um, and I, I don't know, it's not just the social connection that I know that I miss, but I think there's a lot of really good mm. um, and, and um, that are pushed and that are very innovative, that are pushed forward, that don't happen during the quote official Zoom meeting. Interesting. Let's talk about this concept of participation, which I was reading about as part of the trends for the 2021 uh, Global Marketing Trends Report being described by Amelia Dunlop, Chief Experience Officer for Deloitte. Digital, who is joining us right now, listeners, I, I want to talk about this because, you know, we live and die by customer centricity. And I want to, uh, how are, what are some examples of this notion of participation where you're bringing in, some, you're, you're trying to harness and leverage, Amelia, that customer passion to build engagement strategies uh, and deeper connections uh, with your customers? Are you noticing, can you point to some specific examples that, that you think are particularly good ones you've noticed and or advised uh, your clients to, in, to, to partake in? Yeah, I mean, the idea of participation uh, and the trend is really about the, that, um, that we, we want to co-create with the products and brands that we love, right? And that we want to be a part of um, you know, everything from the color palettes they offer, the kind of the way the brand is realized. Um, and so I think increasingly uh, organizations are recognizing that it's not just about, you know, again, that static process of creation and then pushing out to kind of influencers. It's about mm -hmm. the, uh, the influencers be a part of that sort of dynamic co-creation process. Um, so, yeah, so we're seeing a lot more uh, use of, you know, you know real-time collaboration techni techniques, uh, um, feedback mechanisms, hmm. or that, that it, consumers' voices are increasingly being heard in, in the creation process. And so what are you also noticing on the talent side, Amelia? I know that's another important component in the report. And you mentioned this early on in the conversation here, this idea of the employees being an important centralized starting point of the energy and the motivational impetus to take 
and, and take those innovations from the company to the marketplace. Can you speak a little bit on this notion of talent that emerged in the report? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think the way we think about that is, as as you know, as a marketer, that you you're not living your brand to to your customers unless you're living it to your employees internally. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of a lot of organizations are realizing that they need to spend more time with uh, with the talent that they do have um, to increasingly represent uh, and include the the types of populations that they want they hope to be serving. And so I think this this bodes well, I believe, for the trend around inclusion, around diversity. Um, and, and having uh, um, voices inside our organizations increasingly uh, mirror uh, the, uh, the, the voices outside. Very, very cool. So just to, just to recap, uh, we didn't go in order here, Amelia, but I love this though. And we're gonna point listeners to where they can find full deep granular access to the report. But the seven trends from the 2021 Global Marketing Trends Report being described by Amelia Dunlop here on our show today, Chief Experience Officer for Deloitte Digital, our purpose, agility, the human experience, trust, participation, fusion, and talent. And so I want in the remaining couple of minutes, Amelia, for you to tell us in totality as you were uh, putting this analysis together, what was the most surprising and or counterintuitive element of the trends or the report that you would like to share with our uh, listeners? Oh my goodness. I hate to put you on the spot a little bit, but you know, because, but I mean, many of the insights you've given us are very, 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 very powerful. But I, I'm wondering, did anything jump out to you and said, wow, I wasn't really expecting that particular uh, trend to emerge? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the one that did surprise me, Americus, is how broken our, um, our trust is in each other and in our institutions. I think that's because I'm an optimist. Uh, and I'd like to believe in, I like to believe in progress. I like to believe in, in the goodness um, and our ability to, um, to, to rebuild that trust. But 4% is a pretty low number. Mm-hmm. So I think that one, if you, if, you, if you push me, I would say most surprised me. And it, and it shows me that we have a lot of work to do uh, as organizations. And it's not just the work of marketers, right? Mm-hmm. It's the deeply authentic work as organizations to show up. Um, and be worthy of the um, customers that we want to to earn their loyalty. Amelia, thanks so much for joining me tonight on Zoom. It was great to have you on the show, and I hope you'll join us again. I would love to. Thanks for having me. And Amelia, where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your work and also the report? Absolutely. Um, So you can go to the Global Marketing Trends um, on the Deloitte Digital website. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at at Amelia Donloff1, and also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Amelia. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember our show, we air live on Sirius XM channel 132 every Wednesday. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.